0: Hey everybody, and welcome to this new series on the One Press Pod called Reset. Over these seven weeks, Tasha and I will talk about the ways in which we can grow in our faith and our spiritual life by looking at the classic seven cardinal virtues. These are the opposites of the seven deadly sins. Through these habits and practices, we can grow in our faith and grow in our practice as Jesus's disciples in the world. Join us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Prez Pod. I'm Phil Blackburn.
1: And I'm Tasha Blackburn.
0: She's giving me a look, everybody. She did not <laughs> like my introduction. I'm trying to keep the energy high because we've had recording issues this afternoon. But nonetheless, we persist. We do.
1: We are in week five of a seven-week series. And I know it's seven weeks because it's the seven cardinal virtues and their partner, seven deadly sins, and we're in
0: week five of it. Week five. Yes. It feels like week five.
1: (laughs) Well, we held off as long as we could, um, but we were going to get to it eventually, and here we have found ourselves. Week five is um, the virtue of chastity and the vice of lust. That was this last week at at First Presbyterian (laughs) Church. Um, But, you know, we debated, do you include it in the list um, when things might have to get a little more than PG, or do you leave it off the list? And it did not feel uh, very faithful or true to our lives to leave it off the list. And so here we go.
0: Yeah, so if you like to listen to our podcast while you drive carpool, this may not be the week to do that. Or it'll be a really great Yeah, carpool. Or, yes, you'll get to answer a lot of uh, questions from small, small voices. So uh, anyway, so let's just do this, Tasha. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Let's dive right in. Mm-hmm. Chastity and lust. Chastity and lust. Um, well, let's let's just say uh, this is not the easiest thing to talk about. It is so complicated in mm-hmm. our modern society. Uh, and I think a very nuanced conversation in an area where people don't like nuance. We yes. like our sexual ethics to be black and white. Everybody does. Either we like you know, all our ethics all, to be black here, and white. Yeah. We, I mean, and it's a spectrum from anything goes to like, do not look at me. Like everybody's, <laughs> yes. everybody's sexual ethics are are somewhere on a very broad spectrum. And almost everyone is an absolutist when it comes to their ethics.
1: Well, and I'd like to add a little bit of a wrinkle to that um, for the uh, specifically Jewish Christian uh, understanding of, of lust and, and chastity and the importance of those topics. Because, um, you know, a little bit like, for example... One of the major concerns in the Old Testament around this is economic, mm. right? There's no way to uh, do a DNA test on a baby, and there's also no form of birth control available at the time. And so um, it's very important as a, as a people, uh, you know, to know, it was very important to them to know, who am I passing my land on to, who am I passing, and I've got to keep that clear, Um, And so there's all of these economic undertones going on around the issue of being chaste and and feeling lust and then acting on lust. Then you go to the New Testament and you add a a layer of um, most of the folks in the New Testament, including the Apostle Paul, thought the world was at its tail end. And so you add to that where they're like, hey, if you can be chaste just a little longer, why don't you do that? Right. Because this is all coming to an end. So. The question you, I think, we add to that as as Christians is, okay, what if my uh, sexual acts are not going to have an economic impact anymore on me, and they and it's been two thousand years since we thought the world was coming to an end pretty briefly, so don't live in that either. So so then is it just, hey, anything goes because uh, those things don't matter anymore, or is this still actually? a real important topic that does have concerns for the modern life. I think those are some of the things because this is a way in which scripture can be helpful to us, but we also have to weed through what no longer is a concern. So that doesn't mean there are no concerns.
0: Yeah. And it's complicated because by, so a a lot of times on this podcast, in, in the reset section especially, we've talked about the church with a capital C. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of we'll think of American Christianity. And because American Christianity has been so black and white on issues of sexuality, we have removed ourselves from the conversation for anyone who doesn't want to have those very rigid standards. Right. Yeah. So like because we've been so black and white on there's no sex outside of wedlock. Uh, there is no tolerance of, of any sort of alternative lifestyle, we'll yeah. say, yeah. Um, because we've done that, then anybody who doesn't buy into that just doesn't factor their faith in, as best as I can tell, mm-hmm. really at all. Because they're like, well, I don't think that's because of what you said, Tasha, because I don't believe in the economic aspects or the eschatological aspects of sexual practices mm-hmm. then this has nothing to say to my modern life yeah. if all that it's going to tell me is to live as if it's the first century yeah. right so like i don't want to be you know to use a, a fan, like i don't want to be relativistic about it where it's like yes. because those things aren't met, we have no ethics. But we have to understand we have a, a large part of our absence in the cultural mindset and conversation is self-inflicted mm-hmm. by our complete unwillingness to have uh, have conversations beyond these very narrow definitions and ethical categories.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I think I would hope um – we would have to say, and, and as I said in the Sunday school class uh, to the folks gathered there, you know, um, I would hope that somebody you love and care about, say this isn't an issue in your life, in the stage of life you're in right now, or it's just kind of not been one of your big concerns. Um, somebody you care about, it is a concern. Either they are young in their life and they are really having to make their way through this kind of mm-hmm. tricky path um, or because of what's going on in their life this is a real concern it's Mm -hmm. it's constantly on them and so wouldn't we want to have something to say to them the one we care about so much rather than just have
0: opted ourselves out of the conversation right I think you do want to construct something so let's try to construct something yeah Um, so like I preached on this topic and basically where I left it was your emotions should be in line with your sexual behavior with a partner. Mm -hmm. Um, I derived this idea from the Song of Solomon from chapter two, where uh, the female party in that uh, story is warning the daughters of Jerusalem to not rush love. Don't stir love until it awakens. And what she's saying is wait, be patient. And, And I think for a modern definition of chastity, Um, This moves us away from, like, the booty call um, (laughs) and the hookup. But it doesn't hem us in so much that, you know, you're you're restricting sexual behavior to marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, the the realities of that, and again, I don't want to be relativistic, but I want to be realistic. Yes. In Scripture, like, our daughter... Who is 14 would be married she'd in that be married culture. i mean that's yeah. an
1: option we should consider. it is something to it, look at it, you know i mean anyway
0: but like now if a 14 year old got married like you would send the prison the parents to prison and i, I mean, could
1: easily be expecting her to perhaps not marry for 20 years potentially yes or ever
0: or ever right and so
1: what does chastity what look does it like? look
0: like should she then be like abstinent or celibate until yes. so she gets married, same for our son who's 17, right? Like, you know, but on the other hand, I don't want them to treat it like trash.
1: Yes, and I think I, I kind of came to three really, you know, here's things to hold on to and to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is the first one, which is the understanding, you know, um, we do a, a lot of this in our culture. And, and our, we find it in our scripture some, too, where there's this body-soul split, Right, like the body did everything wrong, wrong right. and the spirit and soul does everything good. And I think we can acknowledge now and be honest about there is no such split. Right, you know what you do with your body has a consequence yes. on your spirit. Yes, and so at least know that that yes. that um, this will have. Um,
0: Emotional consequences. This
1: will have a right.
0: result. Right. But on the other hand, uh, because something is pleasurable does not mean it's evil, right? Like, yes. beca- like So this is, we talked about Aquinas. You talked about him in Sunday school. I referenced oh, him boy. in the sermon. Oh, boy. He's
1: become my new favorite.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Thomas Aquinas, 13th century Roman Catholic theologian who really informed a lot of our modern attitudes about sex and sexuality, even if you don't know who he is, basically was like any form of of sexual pleasure should be constrained because it's not rational.
1: Including hugging and kissing.
0: Right, right. Like any physical activity. was a mortal sin. Right, that feels good. If
1: you took pleasure in
0: it. If you took pleasure in it. Yes. Right. So he was a believer that no sexual activity should happen unless the intent is to create children. So that's what I mean by boxing ourselves out of the conversation. Like if that's going to be your ethic. Yes. No one's going to allow you at the table
1: and they ignored that. him then too probably. Yeah, I mean I know you know they did. <laughs> Most of them. They yeah, did. yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean,
0: you know, anyway, but
1: just okay. but to say that doesn't mean um, so pleasure is good. It's a good gift from God. Yes. Um our bodies are a gift from mm. God. Pleasure in our bodies are is a gift from God. But it doesn't mean there will not be results. Right. If your emotions, if your body is out maneuvering, um where your soul is right
0: right and you know this is why i think the song of solomon is so important especially in our modern era um and it's so underappreciated i mean there is a book in the bible of erotic love poems Mm -hmm. it was included for a reason It celebrates love, it celebrates the physical expressions of love, it celebrates the other person, it treats each partner as a full human being, a full individual, um, and there's deep joy there. Mm -hmm. Um, So needless to say, we've ignored it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, it, but everybody it should fit. just
1: take your time. Like the next time you're listening to a sermon and you think it's gone on a little too long, just start It's right in the middle of your right. Bible just there in the up. pew. It's only a couple pages long. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's it very much speaks to strong sexual desire. Yes, uh, in that book, and I think that's an important thing to remind ourselves of too. Lust is not strong sexual desire no
0: lust 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 is
1: making something an object right
0: it dehumanizes and there's a reason jesus spoke against it and in the sermon i pointed out there's a reason he spoke directly to men yes i mean he says men if you look at a woman with lust in your heart you have already committed adultery with her again Mm -hmm. implying also that you live in a society where everyone is married right yes so uh So you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. You've dehumanized. And he puts very strong uh, consequences with that behavior. Like you will cast yourself into hell. And you think about it. It is like whether or not you take it literally or metaphorically, it is a form of hell. When you start to objectify all the other human beings around you, you are then creating hell. Like that is what hell is, is, is the complete objectification of you or of other humans, the dehumanizing of another person or yourself is how hell is created on Earth when you're no longer treated as a human.
1: Yeah. And- uh, well, and I think it's... Uh, we're, we're Because of the t- subject matter, I think we're probably... Uh, it's easier for us to talk about uh, you probably cannot uh, play a first-person shooter um, gunfight game for eight hours a day and not have it affect uh, what you think about in the other eight hours you're awake, right? Uh, whatever comes into us over and over um, is what we're gonna think about. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts as you well know. Well, what do you think I think about in the car? Like I think about ways I could kill someone. You know, I mean, it's bad. You put too much of that in and and that is what you're gonna get out. You are uh if you
0: objectify right, it's, it's that. It's the garbage in, garbage and out. And so the yeah. same
1: thing is going to happen, for example, with porn, yeah. with things like that. People don't want to talk about it. But it's not necessarily that, like, you can't experience pleasure. It's about you are training your mind and your body, um, just like with that sort of shoot shoot 'em up game. It's going to have an effect. You do that for eight hours in a day. What do you think you're going to think about for the next eight hours? And I know there are so many people among us, who that is their struggle? They have really gotten addicted yeah. um, to that cycle, um, and that may be something that needs, you know, professional care and counseling. And that also may be something that begins with the first step that says, "Well, what do I want to spend my day thinking about?" Right. And if I don't like how this makes me feel, mm-hmm. uh, and if I do feel like it has dehumanized everybody around me and myself. Then are there ways I can at least start to begin to bring in, I'm going to think about this other thing for a little while. I'm going to take in this other experience. Um,
0: Just redirect.
1: Redirect, because when everybody starts to become objects, Mm -hmm. that's the second big problem as far as I was concerned with the class was, you know, body and soul do have Mm -hmm. a relationship. And then the second problem is Mm -hmm. lust is a problem because they become an object.
0: You know, I think more than any of the other topics, this is one where I really strive to find a middle way. Because I am uncomfortable here with both extremes, obviously. Yeah. And I don't feel the same way about, like, charity. Like, I don't worry about people being too charitable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right? I don't worry about people being too humble.
1: Or too kind.
0: Or too kind. Yes. But I do worry about people being too chaste or having too rigid a definition of it. And specifically, I worry about them imposing it on others. Like, if you think about the virtues that we've talked about today, no father puts a puts a you know, charity ring on his daughter, right? (laughs) No father sits down with his child and says, I'm giving you this charity ring so that you will practice charity.
1: I need you to wear this bracelet all the time so everyone knows.
0: I need you to understand that if you aren't humble, you've disgraced your family and you've dishonored yourself and you've dishonored God. Nobody does that. No. But when it comes to sexuality, that happens all the time. So I'm deeply uncomfortable with that. And I'm uncomfortable with the way that it creates functionally an idol. It turns sexuality into something to be ashamed of. It turns it into something that's a cudgel that we use to beat other people and we use to control. So I'm deeply uncomfortable with that.
1: Well, as you all know, we've had this conversation before, but um, probably like in our living room in a really appropriate place. But um, we've really – We've got some of that sort of Puritan background in mm-hmm. all of us um, in, this, in our Western world. And so we've sort of taken all the seven sins, mm-hmm. or just name any sin, and we kind of thrown them in the bucket of sex, yes, and that that's kind of the only sin that matters. Mm-hmm. And you see it even when people say, uh, we've joked about this, this is what we've talked about in our living room, when people say about a two-year-old or something. They say, now how can anybody think that they're sinful? Look at that two-year-old. Well, the only sin, quote unquote, that a two year old hasn't experienced yet is sexual. Um, let me tell you, we've both raised two two year olds. They've got every other sin covered. Right. Right? But because we have so thrown them all in one bucket, and the only sin that really raises our antenna is the sexual one. We've kind of gotten right. wonky and, and, on that, and
0: you're getting very like into very kind of complex psychology, yes, now, right? Sorry. Because the reason we think children, you and I believe, the reason we think children are so innocent is because they are sexually naive.
1: That's what I'm saying. Right. We've right. said I'm just, only I, sex I, I matters. Get it. I'm clarifying yeah. it. Yeah, I'm
0: saying it plainly and clearly and yeah. like succinctly. That's, because they haven't
1: hit puberty. They have not
0: hit puberty, so they're sexually naive. Now they children can treat each other terribly we they got can greed be selfish oh they God. they lack empathy we got envy right i mean you got everything <laughs> we there, got all right? the other ones right. you got everything there yeah um but they but they don't have that and so therefore and I, i'm not arguing at all that we change this right no like, no I mean, no 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 but, but, it's, a but sig- it's a it's a it's a, a signal symbol. Yes. Yeah,
1: it's a signal of what we have done with sex.
0: Right, the way that we have elevated the it. The
1: way we mm-hmm. have elevated it to being the worst sin mm-hmm. of any sin mm-hmm. versus a charity bracelet so that you'll,
0: be you'll remember
1: charity and a mm-hmm. humility right. necklace so you'll remember to be humble. We don't do any of that, but we will do a chastity right.
0: ring. Right, right. Yeah. And and the other problem, of course, and I think it's important to say, is we focus on girls. Yes, Whereas, like, again, I will point out, Jesus focused on men. Mm-hmm. Um, but our our Christian culture focuses on girls. Girls are prime. Like, you tell boys, hey, you know, be behave. But girls are the ones who are going to purity balls with their fathers. So, like, which is messed up, I think. But anyway, <laughs> like, and, and that's one of the things I think is important. You have to name the ways that the church has gotten it wrong. Yes. Which I, I, I think we've tried to do throughout this episode. But... That doesn't then create, and anything goes, That that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just say, well, the church is wrong. I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, that's not yeah. great. We have to find this middle path, and this middle path, I think, is best expressed, as I mentioned, in the Song of Solomon.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, just to be real frank, when I talk to my own kids about this, and don't let them listen to this podcast, right, They they'd be so embarrassed with mortification, but— um, those are the things I would really want them to consider. I would I would want them, I would want to be clear with them that what they do physically has an effect and they need to be ready uh, to think it won't, mm-hmm. it will. And so you need to know that your heart and your mind are ready long before your body does anything. Uh, I also would want to be clear with them that pleasure is good, but objectification is bad. And then the third that you're getting to here. I would want to say to them, and we both love this book uh, by Rob Bell called Sex God, which is not what you think, by the way, but it's a really good book, and and in it he talks about how uh, there's angels, there's human beings, and there's animals, and he says so many of us were raised to be an angel but we are not angels. We are not disembodied things that just sort of are ephemeral. We have bodies, um, but yet we also aren't animals. And I think I'd want to talk about that. It's like you are this beautifully created thing that's a human that is supposed to take pleasure in its body, use its body, enjoy its body. You are not an angel, right? You are different than that, but you're also not an animal. Um, You understand that these things are linked and, and, and and matter to who you well, are as heck, a person. Man,
0: there's plenty of monogamous animals. I mean, like that's the problem are there, too. Aren't
1: swans monogamous? Now, there's a whole
0: bunch of them that are monogamous. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a zoologist, anyway. But the point being, but the yes, idea that we yes, don't
1: just act on every on impulse. instinct. Yes, yes.
0: You, you don't like you don't want to build your your ethics here around like evolutionary biology either. No, right? It's a tricky thing. This is a hard conversation yeah. to have, especially like we said in our modern world. I don't know, Tasha, that we've made it any better for anybody, but we've at least killed 20 minutes of time. Well,
1: but I do think if you are raising a kid in this or if you are trying to figure this out for yourself, uh, I do think that is a helpful thing to go. Some of us need to hear, listen, you're a human being, not an animal. And some of us need to hear, listen, you're a human being, not an angel. Um, And and whichever one you kind of need to hear um, I think that can be a helpful way to go, listen, I, I am this specially made thing that is a human being. And that's not to be ashamed of. Um, that's to be honored. Yep. I, I think it. I think it could be helpful.
0: I think so, too. All right. Good place for us to stop for this week. No pod next week. Tasha and I will be away. So you'll be on your own. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about kindness, Tasha. Kindness. Excellent. Until later. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Reset Series on the OnePres Pod. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Leave us a comment or let us know what you think of this episode. Thanks for listening to the OnePres Pod. You can find more content at www.onepress.org or follow us on Facebook. Until next time, peace.